You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. All right, Matt, I mean, I... I some of the plays that were made in this game by Justin Jefferson were just incredible. He is yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. The Bills also should have stopped a couple of those plays, including obviously the fourth and 18 that Cam Lewis should have knocked down. Just knock it down. He he said it in the locker room. He used a lot of F-bombs and expletives to talk about it, criticizing himself, but he said it and he's right. Just knock the ball down. I also want to question Cam Lewis starting at safety, not having help on that play necessarily. Like there's a lot of, a lot of things to question about, you know, the defensive scheme and coverage and what they're doing with some of their injuries. And heck, I'll even ask where's Tredavious white right now. This team, that's, that's the big one. It's Trey white. I get it. I don't know what the deal is. Even Trey white in his first game in almost a year would have done a better job with Justin Jefferson. Those plays, some of them are happening, but all of them are not happening. They did not have an answer yesterday to an elite number one wide receiver, and that cost them. Justin yep. Jefferson looked like the best wide receiver in the world yesterday. He might be anyway, but he destroyed the Bills. They had absolutely no answers for him. Same thing, they really missed Jordan Poyer. Yeah. Like, that play doesn't happen with Jordan Poyer out on the field. Agreed. Also, they're six and zero with Jordan Poyer and they're zero and three without Jordan Poyer. So talk about contract negotiation leverage. If you're sitting there in your Jordan Poyer's camp, I don't care about the, you know, your age or your injuries at this point, you're sitting there and saying like, listen, you win when he's out there and you lose when he's not, that's something to be concerned. Also, there's going to be a lot of people who roll their eyes to this, but it's very interesting that they were doing really well when Tremaine Edmonds was on the field. And then when he was off the field, then they started to get gashed and just destroyed. That's something to keep in mind when you're talking about Tremaine Edmonds and how replaceable he is. Maybe he's not because they only gave up 10 points with Tremaine Edmonds on the field. And then they gave up 23 without him on the field. <laughs> so defensively, everybody always wants to find somebody or something to blame. That's just human nature. And Josh is going to take most of the blame because he's the face of the franchise. He threw the interception on the last play. And quite frankly, he probably deserves more blame than any one individual person, but defensively just, I don't understand what changed from the time of the last couple minutes in the third quarter till the end of over you. They made a couple timely stops. So I will give them that like they held Minnesota 
on the goal line stand at the end. That should have won them the game. They also held them in overtime just to a field goal. So they get some credit there, but I can't give them too much praise because they still did allow an 81-yard touchdown run to Delvin Cook. They allowed Minnesota to move down the field with ease multiple times. Like those are things that's con- that are concerning. They did nice. They did a couple of nice goal line stands. Obviously, at the yeah. end of regulation and at the end of overtime, at the first possession of overtime for Minnesota, did a really nice job. In between, um, they allowed too much. And like you said, what changed? I think the 81 yard changed it. It really did. I think for some reason, 81 yard run, uh, even Von Miller spoke about it after the game. He said they were doing a really good job up to that point. I looked at the numbers, I actually wrote it down. I think he had Dalvin Cook at like 13 yards up until that point. Like they did nothing. Running, they had several yard stops for losses, and then all of a sudden, eighty-one yard run. Um, and yeah, because he didn't, he didn't even have over a hundred yards after that run, which is crazy. It was in, end of the third quarter. That kind of changed everything. It changed the complexion of the game. And you know, when you can't, when you get in this rhythm of or rut of you can't do certain things like closing out games, and then another team starts to creep in a little bit, it, it starts to creep into your mind. And that's another thing that I'm, I'm wondering if this team, you know, it's been so mentally strong over the last, you know couple of years, several years with Sean McDermott. Stefan Diggs said, even though Von Miller talks about not blinking, maybe we blinked. And I I think that's a little bit concerning that this team's starting to have that creep in a little bit where even the players are saying, maybe we blinked. Are they as mentally strong as they have been? And what we're used to seeing, because I do think that played a factor like, Oh my God, here we go again. And by the way, against a team that they know has been known to win games like this. Like this is what Minnesota does. They come back. They make plays in the second half. They make plays in the fourth quarter. We have not been doing that. Everything's coming together. You get a little tight. You grip the football a little harder. You make tough decisions. And that's the result. Yeah, I think it's a factor. I think it's poor execution. I think it's poor. I think they've been outcoached in the second half. And they've just kind of been outplayed by these teams. And I don't know what needs to change. But it's such a stark difference from what we saw at the beginning of the season. Because look at the games that they won that were close. The Baltimore game, they were great in the second half. They come back, they win the game. The Chiefs game, they were much better in the second half. They win the game late. They win a close game. We can kind of finally put to bed the, okay, they lose close games. They didn't at the beginning of the year. Now they are, they have three losses on the season by a combined eight points. I'm not saying that as an excuse for this team. I'm saying that as a man, you had opportunities in all of these games. The jets game is probably the one that was like, okay, yeah, you should have lost, but the Miami game, they've got chances to go ahead. Then they block the punt. Then they can't get down the field and kick a field goal, which would have won. They only lost that game by two, remember? And then yesterday, you there were four or five different plays that we could point to yesterday and say, if that happened different, the Bills win the game. And they weren't able to do it. And because we're more specifically talking about defensively here, it's a fourth and 18. And you still give it up to Justin Jefferson. And I under, it was a circus catch. It was unbelievable. Cam Lewis just knocked the ball down. Just it, you knock the ball down, the game's done. The 81 yard play to Delvin Cook that changed everything. I don't know who it was. I'd have to go back and look at the uh, replay. Somebody took a terrible angle on that play. I, it was the safety or the corner. He gets through the hole. Probably is five yards past the line of scrimmage at this point, and somebody just took an atrocious angle. He just skirts right by them. He went 81 yards untouched. And yeah, it's just also where's Dean Marlowe? Like Cam Lewis played fine, but you traded for Dean Marlowe. 
because you trusted him as a depth option at safety. And it's weird to me that Cam Lewis is the guy who you use in his first ever start at safety as opposed to Dean Marlowe. I get it. Maybe he doesn't have the playbook fully or yeah, it's just, it's weird. And the Tredavious white thing is really strange because I thought he was going to play last week. I thought he was going to play this week. It's at home. You could have really sheltered the amount of snaps that he needed to take. And he's still not out there. And they won't say anything on it. They've given really no clarity. Just he's not ready. Right and I mean, and I want, is it, is it, he feels he's not ready. Is it the coaching staff feels he's not ready. The training staff feels he's not ready. He's on the active roster. They're eating the roster spot. It's been two games now. They've eaten a roster spot by making him a inactive and inactive, a healthy scratch essentially. So I don't get it. And, and I think at some point, you know, we're going to have to, it's, we're coming up in a full year. It will be a full year on Thanksgiving or maybe a day yes. before or after, because it was, you know, Thanksgiving was a different day last year. Um, I don't know. Maybe that was always the timeline in his head. I'll wait a whole year. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to assume it's on him or them or whoever it is. I know this. When we watch him at practice, he looks fine. He's a full participant in practice, and he went through a rigorous workout before the Jets. I was down there in the field and watched that. He was he was like a boxer coming out of the ring. I mean, he was going through a really tough workout, and he looked great. He was in great spirits. He was smiling. He was talking to people. So just wondering, you know, what's going on there? All right. It's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove. Real quick, um, you don't think they should have taken the safety anyway, right? I mean, it just what is a they would have had to punt from their 20 and give the ball to Minnesota with about 30, 35 seconds left. Minnesota would have had it probably and needed a field goal to win, but they probably only only needed about 25, 30 yards. Yeah, no, I don't think they should have taken a okay. safety. I think that's the worst case, though. That's yeah. the thing that's so concerning to me is right. because even if that's in the back pocket, then you punt the ball away. You try and stop them a couple plays because I don't think at that point they would have had any timeouts. They, I, I, maybe they had one timeout. But yeah, it's just that's that's mind boggling to me. Even the lack of creativity. They run that play all the time. That quarterback sneak on like third and one or third and inches or fourth and inches. You hit the nail on the head. I think the he, you have the, the bottom line is you have to get the snap first, no matter what. Yeah. Even if you could push back for a safety, get the snap. It's concerning that he doesn't, uh, he's never going to say this, but all indications are that they don't trust the line to get any push whatsoever. Well, I will tell you this, working with, with, you know, Eric Wood at center and all that, he's talked about this before. Like in that situation, it is tough. These guys are diving at your legs as a center. Like you got to get it. You know, it, you're trying to, uh, it, it's, there's a lot going on down there. Cause they're diving at the ball. They're diving at your legs and Mitch put it on him, right? He, Mitch said, anytime there's that it's on me. I don't know if that's the case necessarily. Maybe there is something to, maybe the snap wasn't as good because Mitch is worried about guys diving at him. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think we have to leave the possibility that it's not just Josh not securing the snap. Maybe it didn't come up exactly the way, you know, that he's used to having it. So there was a lot going on in that play. All right. Always game day in Buffalo. Let's talk big picture.